that's a great way to go because if you look at these people that are that are wildly successful whether it's with podcasting or, or whatever it may be it's like it's hard to realize that as being attainable for the common person to say like hey i'm, I'm gonna today i'm just normal but tomorrow i'm gonna be a tim ferris or tomorrow i'm gonna be a joe rogan well the reality is you're not and uh you know unless unless you just have incredible platform and and uh, kind of the stars align. So I think that bringing more of the common person's approach to this and talking about real-life problems like we have been doing, uh, the, the, the picture that's painted online on Instagram, and especially in my case, you know, I only, I only put up the positive stuff. I don't put up the negatives. I, I did get into a little bit about how my back has been bothering me. But, you know, nine times out of ten, it's all this sunny – feel good vibes and all that stuff. But that's, that's not the whole picture. The whole picture is that there is problems and there, there are challenges that, 
that come up with this um, uh, living like this. And I think that what, what we've done is that we have um, kind of opened up the discussion for the common person to understand. Hey, hey just, a, just a heads up, I'm getting a little bit of feedback from your breathing. For my breathing, wow! Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, I, guess, I guess I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> you're, ne- you're Neanderthal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time yeah. that someone called me out for that. <laughs> well, and, and just let the audience know that we're we're trying a new deal here. I'm in Kansas. Craig is in Gunnison, and uh, we're doing this over the internet. We're doing a we're recording the call over the internet. So this is kind of new for us. So if the audio is not perfectly spot on, just bear with us, and we'll get it all dialed in. But but yeah, but you know, I, I think you're right. Um, having a podcast that talks about real life issues, but also blended in with like, hey, here's what we've done to help combat that, and this is why we live the way that we do. I think that that reaches a lot more people, and they can relate to that as opposed to when you have somebody on who is maybe um, a movie star or like at the top of their game of whatever they do. Well, that's the cream of the crop, and of course you want to hear from those people, but it might not be as relatable as it will be to, as as our stories or our conversations. So I think that's a good way to go. And, and I've, I've kind of been open to ideas when I, when I first started this up, I thought, well, you know, and, and we were talking and I thought, well, let's just interview a bunch of outdoor people and all that stuff. Well, it's gone in a different direction. And I think as long as we're flexible like that going forward, and then the audience can input whatever they'd like as far as emailing us and saying, Hey, I'd like for you guys to talk about this. I think that's the best way to go and just kind of make it more of a free flow. That's that's my right take on. on it. So, yeah, not and that that's that's great to hear. At least I think we're 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 thinking about the same things. And again, the the Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss, the, the Joe Rogan, those those guys are awesome in who they interview, and those people are amazing. But I I got to be honest, like sometimes I listen to those things, and I'm like, I I feel like shit. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel I'm like a, a loser. Failure, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a total loser compared to these people. I'm never going to be able to do what they do. Yeah, and um, and anyway, I, I think that there's there's a nice um, there, there's there's a nice niche that we can explore when it comes to the common person that's trying to claw their way to do something different. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're gonna do different things um, and and have different challenges than those elite performers and. Um, I'm definitely interested in hearing what the audience might have, um, you know, the thoughts on that process and, and the types of persons and, and subjects and philosophies that they'd like to hear more about. Yeah. But um, on onto the podcast, I, I think it's a, a perfect segue that I, you know, you're you're in a challenging situation right now, and, yeah. and you're you you had one vision as to how things were going to go, and. Yep. Um, you're experiencing something totally different. So yeah. let's let's just start out by what what's going on with you, Brian? What's where where are you at, and what's uh, what are you confronting? Yeah, well, the the biggest issue that I'm confronting is the fact that my lower back is completely wrecked. Uh, four years ago, it was <laughs> kind of kind of funny. Like two months before I got on the road in April of 2015, I ruptured my L5 disc in my back, and. I hit the road in July 5th, 2015. So I had two months to heal and the doctors actually told me that I, you know, I did heal up and that I would have lingering effects of sciatica and just like muscles that would spasm and they pull my vertebrae out of place. And so it makes it very uncomfortable. And the problem is it's at the base of my back, right where my spine goes into my, my hips, you know, into my pelvis. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, 
you couldn't get more core than that. And when it be, when it's at that base, when when I start to feel uh, out of sorts, or if my my spine is really bothering me, it's it's crippling. I mean, I driving back to Kansas. You know, I'm, I'm back here to take care of my folks' dogs while I go out of town, and I was gonna work on my truck a little bit and kind of, uh, switch out some gear for, for winter things. And I, and driving back, I literally would have to stop about every 30 to 45 minutes. I, I could maybe go an hour, you know, if I was really toughing it out, but I'd have to stop every 30 or 45 minutes and get out and stretch for 10 or 15 minutes just to be able to get back in my vehicle and go another 30 minutes. And so it made my trip twice as long to come back here. And I, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, I can't continue doing this in the state that I'm in. I, I have to figure out either a treatment plan for my back or I'm going to have to change what sort of vehicle I have and maybe tone down the four-wheeling because the problem with four-wheeling is that when I'm back on those trails, lots of times, and you you know you, you know the trails I go on, they're pretty aggressive. And when you're on those trails, you know, your truck is going back and forth. It's from left to right and tipping back and forth. And so you're constantly moving and the, the your, your body, your, and so like when the, when the truck tips to the left to the right and back to the left, well, I'm moving as well. And that, that aggravates this part on my spine that where I had the, the ruptured disc. And it feels like there are two other areas in my back now that are, that are separate from that previous injury that are giving me problems as well. And so I'm back here. I'm going to figure out a treatment plan. I would like to do it to where I just do yoga and physical therapy because when I do yoga and I do like the, like, for example, like the pigeon pose, you know, that, that, that really awesome stretch that helps, but it only helps for about an hour. And then I'm right back to where I was before. And so I need to figure out a way that I can continue to travel full time and, and be in a vehicle. Maybe it's a vehicle with a little bit bigger space. You know, maybe I go, I've always had a thing for the Toyota Chinooks. I think they're incredible. The four by four Chinooks, the kind of old school ones. And so, you know, maybe what I do is I, I get my truck um, cleaned up and, and kind of squared away and then put on the market, see what I could get for it and then go get an older Chinook and redo it. That's kind of a, a thought that I've been kicking around for the past few days. Um, but I, you know, I just don't know. I, I know for sure that I'm getting out of trail work. I have to email the forest service and tell them that I can't do it anymore just because it's not worth wrecking my back for the rest of my life, you know, for one more season of helping public lands. I, I've done it for three and a half years now and I think other people can step up to the plate and, and help out in that regard. And so I, I'm, I'm looking now to transition into more of a uh, full-time traveling, kind of more laid back, staying in certain areas for longer periods of time and not moving every single day like, I, like I've done over the past three and a half years while I've been on the road. And so um, another thing too is I'm going to spend a lot more time in the Gunnison area and then also down in Lake City. I was uh, at my grandma's 90th birthday party this past weekend and I, I completely forgot about this when, you know, when I was young, my my grandfather on my dad's side of the family, my grandfather uh, Galleon, he loved going up to Lake City. And there's a lake out there called Lake Lake San Cristobal. And this lake is really big. It's it's beautiful. And there's a campground right there. And my grandfather knew the owner really well. So he'd go up there with his RV for the summer and just kind of hang out. Well, my, my uncles, I've got... Uh, I think I've got five uncles and one, yeah, I've got five uncles and one aunt and four of the five uncles own a large construction company. And they, uh, back in, gosh, I think it was back in like 1995 or 96, they bought three lots on main street there, which is Gunnison Avenue. And then one lot up above 
uh, Lake San Cristobal, and I was talking to my uncle Chris, who's <laughs> dude. If you ever get a, if you ever get a chance to meet my family, they're hilarious. Like my uncles are awesome, nice. and, and my my uncle Chris is just the coolest guy. He's he's so much fun to talk to, and so uh, you know I was talking to him at my grandma's. Uh, birthday party and he was like hey you know do you ever go to lake city i'm like yeah you know i've driven through a couple times this past year just because that's a beautiful area and i also love creed down there and uh mm-hmm. and he said you know we've got those lots out there and we've had them forever and he goes he goes for all we know somebody could have built a house on it and just be squatting for the last 20 years and we don't even know <laughs> so i was like oh really and he said yeah he said you know if you'd be interested next year he said we we've been wanting to put a put some places and uh, maybe a cabin or two up there and get some work done on them but we can't find anybody in the local market to help us out which is pretty common in the mountain towns typically in the summertime if anybody does any general contracting work or building work or in my case when i was doing landscaping you get so incredibly busy that you can't get to everyone and so you just kind of have these core clients that you know and it's typically people that are in town so out-of-towners get pushed to the kind of bottom of the list when it comes to any sort of work that needs to be performed for people so Chris said to me, he goes, you know, if you'd be interested in going up there next year, he's like, maybe we could figure out something. And he said also too, you know, our our um, our our lot that's above Lake San Cristobal, it has a well. They dug a well on it and got water. And he said, you know, you can go up there. And he goes, you're welcome to stay there whenever you want. And I suggested to him, I said, well, if you guys want to put some cabins on there, I said I could I could look after it for you. And I said you make a fortune on VRBO, you know, if you want to rent it out for the summer. I was like spring fall and winter you probably wouldn't have a whole lot of people renting it so i could actually stay in it during that time and just make sure that they're maintained through the winter because winter time i feel like winter time in the mountains is definitely when the uh, cabins like that get the most wear and tear from the from the environment and so uh, i suggested to him i said well why don't i come up you know sometime while i'm home here for the next month or two just depending on how long it takes to get my back squared away so why don't i come up to to Sterling, Kansas, and talk with you guys. And if we can figure out a plan, the next year let's get after it and see what we can do in, in, in those areas. It's like, you know, I certainly wouldn't mind being in Lake City. It's a beautiful area. And it's, it's an area to where the 4x4 passes around there and just the terrain, you know, it's, it's in the San Juan mountain range, and it's just it's just unreal. So, yeah. so you know, that in conjunction with, more, with the, the place in Gunnison that you're at right now, and then my buddy, uh, John Farr, he's one of my college friends, you know, his family's got a place down in Creed, which which is that, that'd be kind of like a fun like like three town area that that I could just operate in and you know where we both could operate in and and uh, um, just kind of bounce back and forth. I like Gunnison for the fact that you know I've been in Buena Vista now, like home basing out of there for like three years. There's there's absolutely no women whatsoever. I mean, there's every girl there that's that's there is like you know either married or has a boyfriend. And so it's like I was just relegated to like hitting on the tourist girls in town and you kind of, you know, that's very short term. But when I was in Gunnison, heck, that first night we were we were there at the uh, pizza place watching the Denver Broncos, Kansas State Chiefs game. That gal next to us was smoking hot and I'm like, this is, you know, I want to be in this area. I don't want to just be in an area where I'm just <laughs> single all the time. I want to have some single girls that are that are hot and that that I can, um, you know, possibly date and all that stuff because I'm not getting any younger. And although I do enjoy being single and I and I love the bachelor life, I, I mean, it, you know, everybody loves company and companionship and all that stuff. And I just don't feel like Buena Vista was the place that could offer that. Uh, it's just there's some there's some really heavy influences on there that are very 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 um, conservative. And I don't mean in a political sense. I just mean like you know just people's belief system. It's really 
it's not it's not my cup of tea. I think is the best way to put it. And so when I had the opportunity to make the break from Buena Vista this this summer with the the shady stuff that went down with my my trails company and the partner that I had, I uh, just looked at that as an opportunity to to improve my situation and get out of the trail work because it was wrecking my back and wrecking my body and focus on other stuff that I think would be more fun. And Lake City just sounds like it would be the cat's meow. It's a great place to get down into northern New Mexico. You can get over to southeast Utah, nothing flat, and get to the Four Corners area and then drop into northern Arizona. So uh, that's going to be my focus going forward. And my immediate focus in the short term is just making sure I get my health in order so that I can continue to truck camp full time. Because as it stands right now with my back the way it is, I mean, what's the point if I can't even drive around without being an immense amount of pain? And it's like the pain is so, it consumes me so much that it, it's so intense that I can't think of anything else when, when I'm driving. It's just I just have to sit there and constantly shift in my seat trying to get comfortable, and it, it's just not worth it. you know. So i got to figure out a solution yeah. to that. So I think yeah. I, I think being – you know, if I can change it to where I'm just – like maybe like I'm truck camping in a town like – you know, if, if I was in Lake City, the lot that's outside of town is like three or four miles outside of town, and uh, it would be great just to kind of have more of a laid-back schedule to where – you know, run to town, go to the coffee shop, grab some food, come back up to the lot where that's above Lake San Cristobal, maybe go fishing, you know, work on some content and then help out my family with, uh, with, with getting some cabins up there. And I think that's the route I want to go. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I, I, there's, there's a heck of a lot right there that I want to, that I want to unpack a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, stepping back, I, I've always admired, I've always admired, you know, your presence online and, you know, you've, you've, you've had a number of different activities and you're, you're always, from my vantage point, you're always kicking ass online. You know, you're, you're, you're always doing interesting things. You present it in, in an interesting way and you always present a lot of creativity but on you know on the back end, you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit, and and you've you've expressed in more detail some of the challenges that you had. So I I admire your public persona and the way that you kick ass, but I also really do admire the way that you confront your challenges. And you even even right now, I think it's just generally you're a very very positive person. You're a very positive focused person, but I, I do know that you have a process that you go through when, when you confront these challenges. And so that's kind of what I want to, I want to slow you down because you mm-hmm. just, you went from my, my back is totally crushing me as far as the pain concerned. Mm-hmm. And then you posited this awesome new vision. And I, I guess I really want to better understand what, what is your thought process? How do you like what what's it like when you're experiencing that that pain in the moment? And then what's the process that you go through on a micro level uh-huh. that allows you to shift from, you know, that debilitating, you know, really destructive pain and frustration to getting these new ideas and these new visions? Mm-hmm that allow you to, you know, come up with, you know, the, the next new, cool, awesome fucking kick-ass thing. Like, <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? Cause I, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't, 
I'm a lot more sluggish. You know, I, I, I run into my own milestone. You know, we, we talked about it with my foot, mm-hmm. my foot blows up and like, I, you know, I really actually, I fall into a depression and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm the, like, like never ending. I'm going to fucking kill myself, but uh-huh. I get into that headspace of, of just like, my life is over. Yeah. Like what was me? I don't, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I know that you experience your own challenge, mm-hmm. but you really do a pretty remarkable job in slingshotting into a new vision. So tell me about that. Like what, what's it like when you're experiencing that? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. All my plans are fucked Yeah. to, you know, the redirection. What, tell me, yeah. about, tell me about that process. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, you know, you know how it is when we truck camp, you know, a lot of times we're alone and we've touched on it before about, about when we're out here, uh, you know, you're alone with your thoughts and it's been an excellent exercise for me over the last three and a half years to be, to, to master my thoughts and not, not let the negative thoughts or the discouragement run wild because it, because it can. And I think that it's easy to, um, allow oneself to fall into that. I've done it in the past. And when I did that in the past, I didn't like, I didn't like where I felt like I had no options left. And so what I do is when I, when I experience a challenge like this, you know, obviously I was pissed off that my back was, I'm just mad about it. You know, I just, I, I, I'll be in the back country and be like, fuck this shit, you know, God damn it, my back hurts and this sucks. And why is this happening? And all this stuff. And I kind of like shake my fist at the sky. And that's just me kind of getting out my frustration. But I do it to myself in the sense that I go so hard that when I stop, it's because I physically have to stop because I can't go any further. And that's my own problem. And I have to, I have to realize, and I've been, and I've, I've come to this realization, especially over the past year, like I have to realize like, it's okay for me to slow down a little bit and I don't have to keep running at a rabbit's pace. And I think the reason why I was always, why I've been programmed like that. And the reason why I act like that is because I have anxiety. And a lot of times I think like I need to, I need to, um, I need to be productive in life in order to feel like that I have some sort of self-worth, but that's not a real, not, that's not a realistic perspective that I have because other people, like I've got friends that say, Brian, I love being around you. You like, like you said, like you're positive and all that stuff. And, uh, so I think I need to take it easier on myself and, when I went through this back stuff and then the other challenges that I had this summer, you know, I was, I was pretty bummed about it for a while. Uh, I never really communicated it to anybody and I'm the type of individual. And I think a lot of people are programmed this way to where if you get bummed out about something, you kind of keep it to yourself and try to work through it yourself. Cause I, I don't want to burden anybody else with my issues. And so what I do is I, I, I try to look at the silver lining in, in every situation and I, and I will get upset initially and I've gone off on people before and when things go south and if someone comes over and I, you know, my Achilles heel in life tends to be that I trust people too much and then I can get burned. And when I get burned, I get super pissed about it. But then once I get over mm-hmm. it, then I'm able to look, step back from the situation. It gives me, it takes me about a week or so to get over that. I can step back from the situation and go, okay, how can I take this negative and turn it into a positive for, for, for myself? And that's an exercise that I've been doing over and over in the backcountry, living the way that 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 both you and I uh, live, you know, with truck camping full time, and it's it's been like it's it's been a a great learning experience for me because when I was in the 
corporate world, what I would do is I'd just work more and then I'd make more money and money had a way of solving a lot of issues that, you know, you can, it's, it's a great distraction. When you got tons of cash, you can afford to do whatever you want and then life doesn't seem like it's such a challenge. But with truck camping like we've been doing, as you know, it's much more difficult to make a steady income. And so what I did was I found solace going out in nature and I would get upset and I'd just be like, I got to go on a hike, you know, and, and surprisingly enough that when I do those things and I'm more active, my back tends to not feel as bad. It's when I, when I'm driving or, or doing things like that or doing the trail work, obviously that's when my back would really, really give me problems and then I wouldn't sleep at night. So that, that kind of wrecked me. So I think that, um, this past year has been a really great lesson for me to analyze my life and realize, number one, I'm not getting any younger. I mean, I'm 43, you know, 43 and a half. I'll be 44 in April. Uh, and that I don't necessarily, although I love to, to do the trail work um, on public lands, I don't have to do it. You know, there's other people that can step up to the plate and do it. So I have a tendency sometimes to be stubborn and get locked in on things. And this summer I've been more mindful of that to where it's like, hey, that's not working. It's time to change gears. You know, it's time to go in a different direction. And so when these problems presented themselves, I just kind of put it out to people that that were around me like, hey, you know, like to you, hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to stay at the off-grid cabin up in up by Granite, Colorado this winter because I can't load the boiler because my back is jacked. And you said, hey, well, I've got a, you know, my buddy over in Gunnison has this place. And it's like, cool. So that option came available. And then uh, I think that by sharing where I was at at that time, it brought in all this great um, chances for different opportunities. And then, you know, when I was talking to my uncles and talking to Uncle Chris about it, you know, he mentioned that stuff in Lake City. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. That, that's an area of Colorado that I've not spent a lot of time in. I would love to be down there. Um, it's got incredible terrain. There's not very many people. Of course, the summertime, they, they do get the, the, the crowd from New Mexico and Texas because it's a straight shot up to to that area of Colorado from from lots of uh, places in Texas and New Mexico. So there's a little bit of that crowd, but you know, spring and fall and winter out there, there's not much. And there's no ski. Yeah, let me let me I I'm just going to break in there because okay. I you, you said it was what's fascinating to me is that you you talked about not wanting to burden others uh-huh. and I can I can full fully relate to that. And I I I often um, I prevent myself from reaching out to others for that very reason. And I, and I want to pull myself up by the bootstraps and be able to kind of be, you know, my own Island and, and mm-hmm. show everybody that I can do it myself. But then it, it's almost like you just contradicted yourself because you said you, you have a tendency to share with a select few people, Mm-hmm. Um, about some of your challenges and how you need to find a different solution to whatever you're going through. And then things, things do just not, I, I don't want to say naturally, but, but solutions prevent, present themselves to you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you talked about your challenge with me mm-hmm. um, that you, you can't go forward with this certain work that you wanted to do. And I, you know, I just happened to have you know, a new opportunity that fell into my lap. And then again, you have that experience with your uncle where you're like, I need to change course a little bit. And then something, you know, just comes to his mind. And I think that that's a really fascinating process. And again, I compare that to my inclination to, I I don't want to share with anybody that shit's going down with me. Yeah. I'm saying what? 
I, yeah. And so I, I naturally, I'll just, I reached that point where shit just kind of explodes inside of me Uh and, and maybe they go a little bit too far in the impact that they have on me. And I contrast that to you where you seem to be a little bit more willing to maybe you're pretty selective in who you share things with, but you do have that group of people that you share things with and Mm -hmm. then solutions present themselves like tell me a little bit more about that well i i think you're right you nailed it on the head or you hit the nail on the head in the fact that i do have a select group of people that i share stuff with certainly my family and then Mm -hmm. obviously you and then i've got a couple other friends that i i share stuff with but i'm i'm definitely guarded when it comes to uh I would say putting my my challenges out there for for the entire public consumption, and it's something that I want to get better at because I don't want people to look at me and say, "Well, Brian's got it all together and he's perfect," and you know, look at his awesome life and all those things because he's got it all figured out. And that's and that's all I think. Yeah. You know, I just oh, really? Around, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like. Brian's got it all together. I know oh, that, that dude doesn't have any problem. Dude, I'm like flying by the seat of my pants hour by hour. I mean, I mean that's no joke. <laughs> so, so like I, I, but what I do have in my mind is, you know how I love, I love marketing and I, I, I just, I think that's, I think it's fascinating just to not, not so much in the business sense, but just in general, I think it's cool to be able to generate a buzz out of nothing. And, and I, I get a ton of excitement from that <clears throat> and it, and it feeds my soul in a way that gives me energy to look for new opportunities. And I've also, I've come to this realization living this way. It's like, this is the only shot I've got at life. And there's a bunch of stuff I want to see. And the inside of an office for the 40 years isn't one of them. And so I, like I said, I'm pretty guarded with stuff, but I want to, I want to get, I want to open that up a little bit more and let people in to, the real challenges that go on on a day-to-day basis as opposed to just every once in a while, Brian might have a bad day. Well, Brian, you know, I, I, I could have a bad day every day for a week, but people wouldn't know it because I keep it to myself. And I think if I was, if I was better at communicating that, I think that people would get, uh, um, I don't know if they would get encouraged or inspired or, or just feel like they're not alone. But, I, but I want people to know that, that even though on the surface everything looks awesome, it's you know it's still real life for me, and I have been burned in the past with with giving out information to um, a wider group of people. So so you're right, I do have just a, a very small select group of people that I trust, and that I can that I feel like I can say things to about what's really going on in my life, and then they'll it just seems like it works, and maybe that's a life lesson that I need to dive into more. And be more open with people and see what good things, what additional good things could come my way. Because it does seem like when I share any sort of uh, challenge that I may be having with my immediate group, there are these solutions or opportunities that come up that I never even thought would exist. And that happens on a regular basis when I'm able to open up. So, so I, I, I find that fascinating because I, I – I, it's not. It's not so much that I'm. Um, I, I am inspired by a bunch of the different things that you you do and what have you. But I also um, there, there's also something that I just take away from the example of your willingness to be vulnerable. So you, you know, you and I have had some some deeper conversations, and probably this audience just thinks that we yeah we we do talk deep, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But I. Um, 
you know, your example of being willing to be vulnerable about the challenges that you're going through are just that for me, that they're, they're an example and they give, it gives permission to me to also express some deeper truths and realities about what I'm going through. So Mm -hmm. it's not so much that I'm inspired, but it just, it's, I, I feel like it sets the right example that, um, and that there's an energy that flows through the conversation where I'm like, oh, okay, like here it is that I, I thought, you know, I thought Brian was this way and that, that shit just naturally fell in his lap and he makes, you know, everything that he touches is gold. <laughs> but, you know, by, by your willingness to be like, I'm, I'm pissed off that my truck keeps on falling apart. You know, I'm pissed yeah. off that my back is fucked up. There's. There, there's there's strength I think that I get and to you know from from your willingness to to express that and um and 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 anyway I mean I, I and that's 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 a whole area I think that I'm really interested in exploring in this podcast in general and as mm-hmm. we go go forward and and I welcome you to you know kind of pick my brain on it. And I'm, I'm certainly interested in, in talking to, to Darren and, and others that we encounter in this podcast. Like yeah. there, there really is like, there's like strength comes out of weakness. It's a weird thing, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, you, we, when we're, when we're willing to express our vulnerability and expose our vulnerability, there's a weird strength that comes out of it. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm actually even interested in hearing you describe did did you really get burned from have you ever really gotten burned from being vulnerable like i know that i know mm. that you've gotten burned like, yeah. in 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 trusting others but has it ever has have you ever really gotten burned from being willing to be vulnerable no it seems like every time that i open up and i like i said i internalize any issue that I'm going through, but then I'll get to a point where I'm like, I got to either talk about this or I'm going to go beat the crap out of someone, which I don't ever want to do. And so, uh, you know, you know, and so it's like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. And when I do good things happen. And I think that more people, I, I hope that people can look at that or the people that are listening right now can listen, can say like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I should open up a little bit about what I'm going through because it's like, you know, social media is such a, it's such a, um, a fake, and a, and a lot of people know this, but it is so fake in the sense that some of the people that I've met on that I've met online that you know have like these personas where everything is grand, and then I go and meet them in person, and this isn't always the case, but sometimes it's the case. It's like they're pretty troubled individuals, and I think they're looking for inspiration and they're looking for a way to possibly process their uh, challenges in a way that's healthy, and. When you put on this front online like everything's cool, it's like you kind of almost get to the point to where it's like, well, all my stuff's kind of bullshit. And all I'm doing is is putting out all the happy-go-lucky stuff. Like, like, like you know, when you and I were talking at the house and I told you about how I was addicted to prescription pills for four years. I mean, no one knows that. And that's something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time is that when I was in the corporate world, I got so stressed out to where I couldn't sleep. Well, doctors were giving me Ambien and they're giving me Xanax and they're giving me Klonopin and I got hooked, you know, and it's like uh, a lot of people are afraid to talk about that. But I found that after I went through that and then I just finally one day, I'm like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. And I quit taking it. And that was tough. It was like six months of withdrawals. I told you about how I threw up like every day. And 
I found after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm a lot tougher and I'm a lot, I can put up with a lot more than I thought I could. I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was because I've ha- I had had challenges before that, not with prescription pills or anything, but just with, um, just with life. You know, you'd have situations that come up and you think, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I can tell you something. Nothing is more horrible than detoxing from prescription pills or any sort of drug. I mean, that sucks. And when you realize that your life is being controlled by a substance and that you don't have control over your own life, like that's tough to come to terms with, especially in my situation to where I always felt like I was on top of my game. But a really positive thing came from that in the sense that up until that point, when I kind of had my you know breakdown, I was back, back in like 2010, uh, up until that point, I had immense pressure on me that, I, that I, I kind of placed on myself, but I also would hear it from others. Like people say, man, you always do everything great and everything always seems to work out for you and you know, you're successful in all these different areas and, and, and everything's great. And I'm like... I just wanted I, – I didn't want people to hold me up on a pedestal like that. It got to the point to where it was a burden. And then once I – once I, for the lack of a better word, you know, once I stumbled, it, uh, it was a relief because I could exhale because I'm like, all right, cool. The eyes aren't on me anymore. Nobody's looking at me anymore. I can, I can figure out what I want in life because I didn't get to this point by being happy. I got to this point because something's wrong, so I need to figure out the way to go going forward that's going to be better – for my overall psyche. And then that way, if I'm a better person, I can give more back to the world. And so going through that experience for me was the biggest eye opener that when you're vulnerable, good things can happen in your life that comes from a really crappy situation. Good things can happen. And I need to be more open to that, you know, going forward because I still, I still am somewhat guarded when things go south in my life. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to burden my friends with problems, but we all have problems. And I think the more that you talk about it, you realize that you're not alone and, you know, it's just, um, I don't know, life, life has been interesting. I certainly didn't anticipate my life to go in this direction, but I'm glad that it has because I feel like it set me on a path of rediscovery for my own self to where I'm like, okay, you know, that, that previous Brian was Brian version 1.0. Well, this is Brian version 2.0 and I'm still figuring out Brian yeah. version 2.0, but, but I'm much happier in my headspace is I'm much happier than I was before because I just felt like I was living a lie. It was like this big facade that I was this awesome sales guy and I was happy in life and everything. I didn't believe in any of that stuff. And so now I feel like I have the belief system in place to where it's like I believe in what I'm doing and I believe that our messages and that are the you know that our message through the podcast and then just living like a minimalist and and living life with true intention and purpose is much more powerful than 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 all the money I could ever make. And yeah, so, man, that's I, I just I'm 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 going to interrupt there okay. because I, I I because I'm rude. No, that's uh, cool, but, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean number one, I, I really appreciate you 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 being being willing to expose yourself right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um one one thought that I've got is um I I, I want to challenge you on something you said. You said one thing you said was that um you know you you went you went through your challenge with the prescription medications. Mm -hmm. And then there was something to the effect that you, you found that you were stronger than you thought you were by being able to get to the other side. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before and I'm, I'm challenging you in that particular statement because what, what I heard you say before was that you, you, 
you were able to rely on the strength of your your parents. Yep. And you were able to rely on the strength of some other people during that period of time mm-hmm. that that they they bolstered you up. And that's that that's kind of where I I I need to hear that message because again, I I believe that I should be strong enough to handle anything. Mm-hmm. But the reality is is that I'm I'm not strong enough and when I'm when I'm willing to reach out to others for help in a in a time of need, I get the strength that I need. So it's not that I'm I'm not we aren't our own island, right? right. We mm-hmm. we we gain strength from those that we're willing to be vulnerable from and and no one it, it seems like it seems like there's this myth out there and and when I when I listen to Tim Ferriss, when I listen to Joe Rogan I'm like those fuckers, like, like they're fucking, they're, they're gods, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like nothing ever seems to get in their way where they stumble and fall flat on their face, yeah. and they need the help from other people. But the reality is, is that I think this is where I think it's a really uh, interesting conversation um, theme for for us to have as we go forward. The, the reality is, is we all fall flat on our face, yeah, and we all need to rely on others and then the other thing that you really talked about in in your your last little stretch right there was you you do see how going through that pain going through that struggle it actually empowers you to help people all the more Mm -hmm. and you also see that living uh, uh, like going for a less than conventional, a more unconventional way of life and what we're doing in pickup truck camping, backcountry, adventuring, just not this traditional, um, you know, working for the man mm-hmm. and, and, you know, doing the nine to five, Monday through Friday, whatever, that there, there's something in that way of life that uh, allows at least people like you and I to uh, attack this problem in a different way. And when I say this problem, I mean, for me, at least, um, I get to attack the myth that all of us do this, you know, all of us are supposed to do this on our own. Yeah. But the the reality is, is that like, I, I, I can't do all of this alone. I, I need to rely on friends mm-hmm. who've got space and those things seem to just fall fall in my lap when I'm willing to be open about them. So anyway, I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to stop you there because again, you're you're saying saying so much. And um <laughs> well, I'm I'm just grateful that you're saying it. And and you know, I've got my own my own struggles with addiction mm-hmm. and 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 what have you. And and I'll get into that at a at a later point, maybe another podcast where um you know, the fact of the matter is, is I've, I've, I've got my own, um, uh, I I've got my own, um, default ways of handling things and viewing things. Mm-hmm. I now know that they're wrong. So I need to rewire everything and, and, and try things a different way. Mm-hmm. And again, looking at you as an example of being willing to talk about it, it allows me to be like, well, fuck, if Brian's able to talk about shit in the bed, like maybe I should talk about shit in the bed, you yeah. know? And, 
and and maybe it gives you strength and maybe out there too you know i'm I'm hoping that people are listening to this they're like fuck yeah like yep. like not all of us are fucking joe rogan and tim ferris's yep. and i tim ferris has been willing to talk about his mm-hmm. his issues and god bless him but i think the fact of the matter is is still like everybody wants to be a rock star and look like a rock star but like fucking a i'm i'm that I'm, I'm definitely not a rock star and, mm-hmm. uh, and gosh, darn it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that, I, I think also too, anything that has to do with any sort of mental hiccup is frowned upon in this country. You know, like we were talking, especially in the corporate world, you know, you better have your shit together or at least have the perception or, um, presence that you have your shit together because if you don't, you won't get anywhere. And that's, and you know the thing is, is is like we're no one's perfect. And as far as our brains go, like if you break your leg, people people won't you know that oh okay we well, get better. But if you have a mental lapse, everybody's oh you know that's that's it's looked at as like taboo. But yeah. but it's like I don't know. I I think that you know but the reason why my stuff started was because you know I I couldn't sleep in the corporate world, so I got on Ambien. Well, that's a slippery slope, and then. You know, you have any you have any drinks on top of that. Next thing you know, you don't even know what you're doing. And then, you know, that doesn't work anymore. So they switched me to Xanax, which that's that's dangerous. And then I got on Klonopin. And then then I got to the point to where I was I didn't even know how much I'd take because it's like a mind eraser. You know, you take one in the morning, take a pill in the morning, and then you think, Did I take a pill? And then you take another one. And next thing you know, you're five deep throughout the day and you don't know what you're saying. And that's a slippery slope. And I you know, I never anticipated my life to go in that direction, but that was a that was a direct byproduct of me trying to make a square pe- square peg fit in a round hole in the corporate world. And that was a wake-up call for me because if that wouldn't have happened, who knows where I would have been. I could have died in my sleep. You know, I could have died, I could have died from, um, you know, like the respiratory failure that you hear about. You know, somebody takes an ambient, has a glass of wine, they never wake up. That, that, that could have been me 20 times, 100 times over. You know, and it was interesting when I was going through my stuff when I finally just told people, I'm like, I have a problem. And everybody's like, yeah, we know. And I, and I thought that I was keeping it under wraps, but like the people close to me knew what was up and they were real concerned about everything. And I thought mistakenly that if I told people about my problems, that everybody would be like, well, Brian's a loser and I'm not going to talk to him anymore. And it was the exact opposite. Now I did have some friends or who I thought were friends that just kind of were like, eh, you know, and kind of just like put me at arm's length and said, well, Brian's fucked up and I don't want to talk to him anymore. But that that was that wasn't very um, that wasn't common. The more common and and the overriding theme was, hey Brian, we just want we just want the best for you. And um, I think people put too much stock into worrying about what other people think, and as a result of it, people can suffer because they won't expose themselves to what's going on. And I suffered greatly because of it. And uh, looking back on it, it was so inspiring to me the people that just came out of the woodwork. I mean, people that I hadn't talked to in a while, like people I grew up with um, and also some really close friends of mine out in California when I was going through this stuff. I mean, they came to my aid and I was just like, holy shit, I do have a lot of people that care about me. Because I kind of thought like, I thought like, well, I've got a lot of friends, but I don't know who's like true friends. And I had a lot more true friends than I thought. And then also too with my parents, you know, I called them up and said, hey, I've got this problem. I need to come back to Kansas because I've been trying to kick this on my own. And when I get to the point where withdrawals are real bad, I uh, I can't take care of myself when I need to have somebody there for me that 
can make those tough decisions and make sure that I'm eating properly. Because health, I mean, nutrition is so key. I, if anybody's dealing with any sort of so, sort of mental um, challenges, you know, if you get your nutrition on point and make sure that you're really dialed in with good nutrition, that's going to go a long ways to helping alleviate or improve you know any situation that you're going through. And so I learned a lot about just taking care of myself because I got I got to the point in the corporate world where I would just go 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 wasn't eating that great you know wasn't working out the way I should and I and then like happy hour was every night because you know you wanted to kind of numb the the dullness or the gray from 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 that life and so you know once once I made my um, made my problems known it's like life started to fall into place the way that I wanted it to not the way that the corporate structure wanted me to or, or, or wanted it to you know it's like that was no longer dictating my direction in life I was in control of my life now and it's super empowering when you go through something like that because like I was saying you know it's the it's the definitely by far the toughest thing I've ever had to deal with so that makes the problems now seem less less challenging you know it's not as difficult mm-hmm. it doesn't seem so insurmountable as it did before whereas um pr- prior to going through those challenges when like if something would come up at work, like, "Hey, you know, you're up for this promotion, and or whatever," but make sure you, you know, you do everything right. And I'd be like, "Oh shit, I got to make sure that my life is perfect and I'm dialed in and all that stuff." And I, I would think the world was, you know, on the on on the brink of coming to an end. But I mean, that's nothing compared to, you know, you're on day five of not sleeping because you're not taking pills because you want to get your life back in order, you know, and you're throwing up all the time and you can't think straight and you're hallucinating. And like I, my mom told me at one point that. That I that I told her, and I don't remember saying this, but that I told her that I was sitting on my bed and I was having like a really bad day, and I told her that there were people standing around me with their heads cut off and they were holding them in their hands. Now that's fucked up. Jesus. Yeah, and I mean that's mm. what that's what pills do to people, and not everyone experiences that with pills, but it's like not everybody. You know, we're all programmed differently, and so this this weird, in my opinion, this this weird. Um, assumption that one pill fits all like this one size fits all things it's like everybody's different it's going to affect them different and that stuff definitely took me down but yeah but but realizing how far down i was because when i had the moment of clarity i'm like i got to get this stuff out of my system and i kept on telling myself like every day i felt shitty i was like it's got to get better eventually like I, i wasn't born like this i didn't i wasn't born feeling this this horrible so it has to get better eventually but like I got to the point to where I would take showers and I couldn't even feel the temperature on my skin. It could be it could be ice cold or blazing hot and I couldn't feel the temperature cuz like my body was that jacked from all the stuff that I had well, in my system. Yeah. I want to ask you I want to ask you a question about that. Not not the the cold thing but the um you you, you talked about the um the self-talk mm-hmm. that I I've got to get better. Um, I, I know that I haven't always been like this mm-hmm. and, you know, things can get better. It would, is it, is it accurate to say that, that, that actually was like a voice that came from inside of you? Or do you think that it's, it's encouragement that you got from other people that was the source of that? And the reason why I asked is because for my own situation, I, um, I actually, I don't have that kind of Mm self-talk that, that kind of self-talk is, is something that I'm working on now. And it, it actually, I could point to specific people in my life that 
essentially have held me up by saying that, I mean, it, it sounds corny and all this shit, but like the Stuart Smalley stuff, like, you know, you're good enough <laughs> and you're smart enough and yeah. gosh darn it, people like you. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I shit you not. Like I've actually had the people in my life who have told me that. And initially I'm like, you're full of shit. Like you don't know anything about me. And you know, the, the, the misery, you know, that I, that I live in. But the, the truth of it is, is that through their regular um, supporting me in that way and saying things like that and, you know, directing me to resources and what have you that reinforce those messages, mm-hmm. I've started to now learn how to use that kind of self-talk. So I'm, I'm interested if if that kind of self-talk is native to you, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my my experience with it is like, that's actually something that I first gathered from other people and I'm having to, you know, kind of rework that self-talk into my own, you know, shit narrative. Well, I think, I think I benefited greatly from having such incredible parents and such an, such an incredible family. My brothers, I mean, my brothers are my best friends and, and then my parents. I mean, I, I just, I just feel extremely, fortunate to have them in my life because that my mom has always been a good compass for me. And I, I think to myself, like when I'm going through different, uh, challenges in life or whatever, it's like, I think about my behavior and the way I act about stuff. And I think like, would my mom be proud of my actions right now? And so that's a really good, uh, really good compass for me. And, and it's a way for me to, to gauge where I'm at. And if my answer is no, then it's like, I need to, I need to make the changes accordingly. And it's not that I'm a mama's boy or anything like that. It's just that my mom has had a huge influence in my life as well as my dad. And like I said, my brothers as well. And so I I actually had that voice that was internal that said, Hey, Brian, like it's time to, it's time, time to, time to get this under control and it's time to, to move on. Cause I I realized fully I could die from it, you know? And it was getting to a point where I was getting out of hand and I thought, you know, this, this can't continue. And, uh, and then, like I said, once I opened up and, and it was, it was kind of an eye opener to me, I'm like, Hey, I'm having this problem. And everybody's like, yeah, we know. And I, and I, th- I thought that I had them all fooled, you know, but that's not, that's not reality. And that's true. Also, that's the drug of choice or whatever it is that, you know, if anybody else out there is experiencing something like that, you know, it's, it's like that blinds you from the reality that's going on. And, and I just thought, I'm like, you know, I just want my life back. Like, I don't, I don't want to have it to where if I don't take a pill, I get sick. Or, or I, or I'm a slave to this stuff. Cause I remember I had an opportunity to go, to go backpacking in a really killer area of uh, Mexico. This was back when, you know, Tijuana and all those places were safe. And I had an area, I had an, I had an opportunity to go and I thought I can't go because my prescription is coming up for a refill. And if I'm out there in nature, I'll get sick and I don't want to do that. So it's like, and, wow. I, and, and I would, I would never, I would never say no to a, an opportunity like that because I love it. You know, I'd wow. love, I would love. Yeah, that's 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 really telling, right there. Yeah, and I think that that's that's um that's really really telling. And I, I I to bring it back to you know our current goals and and vision and 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 lifestyle. I um I again I I can't reiterate enough. And maybe maybe it's been part of my own process and and recovery or whatever you want to say. Like I um. So I have learned that 
that that being vulnerable and um, and being willing to 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 say that I I can't do it. I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to do. So that's a tough thing to there, say. There's there, it it is, but there's I, I guess I'm so I look at you and it, and it seems as though you've you've taken that process of. Of, of reaching that challenge and, and oh, you know, through, through the series of decades and year, years and decades mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you, you, you were climbing, you were climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. you were kicking ass, but you weren't like, you weren't getting better, right? It was almost as though you were getting worse and yeah. you were getting more anxious and more angry. Yep. And so you, you, you reached that point um, where you're like, this isn't working and I need to, I need to, I need to straighten my shit out and then I need help. And then, um, I don't want to put words into your experience or, 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 you know, redescribe what isn't true for you, but I can say it for myself where I've learned that, that reaching that point where this, this is no longer working. Yeah. I need help. I need to go a different way. And I'm actually now, okay. So I got, I dug myself out of that hole that, that shithole. And now I'm, I'm, I'm on this new pathway or whatever. I, I feel like I've got license to use that approach to, you know, a conventional lifestyle versus an unconventional one. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so now, now that I'm out of the shithole and I'm out of that trouble, I, I get to question that, that way of life and apply those same tools that got out of me out of that shithole and but i get to apply it to this new cool way of life right like so Mm -hmm. uh well maybe i don't need a nine to five job and you know settling down in the suburbs with a townhome and and a kid and if that's your thing that's awesome but for me it's not yeah i get to apply that same thought process and that same set of tools that worked when i was in the shithole i get to apply it now where I'm like, well, maybe I can try something different. Maybe I can go live in this new new way and I can, like you, you know, talk about the challenges on a regular basis with the people that I trust and care about me and have my best interests in mind. And these new solutions are going to pop in my, in my way to allow me to further invest, investigate this pathway, which in a way is there's this intuitive compass this internal compass that's guiding me in a different way and i get to have faith in that process that hey it worked before mm-hmm. maybe it gets to work in this way of life and i it, it's not something that i only need to rely on when the shit hits the fan right yeah i get totally. to rely on it when things are going good and maybe i run into an obstacle well you know i'll talk about it with brian because he understands the way that my mind works on and, and naturally family and what have you and mm-hmm. Um, maybe the bulk of society has figured out this is the way to live all along, but I know I have it. This is like a whole new world for me to, you know, listen to my internal compass and I get to redirect. And even though it might not sound like it's a conventional solution, that who, who the fuck cares, right? If yeah. it works for me, it works for me. Yeah, totally. Well, and that's, that, that's kind of what I came to the realization of as well is that, okay, after I you know, got my head straight and all that stuff. I thought if I go back to the corporate world, I'm just going to end up right in that same spot again. You know, maybe not, maybe not on the prescription pill side, but definitely the not sleeping and the anxiety and the, uh, 
the feeling of I always have to um, prove myself to others in order to have like self-worth. And a lot of that is just, you know, just that public reaffirmation of, of like, um, you know, whatever I was doing at the time. And so uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's been such a great lesson. And I'm actually thankful that I went through all that stuff because I feel like it's given me much more perspective on life to be um, in a position to where I can communicate my challenges to others. And I'm glad to have this forum to do it and, and, and let people know like, okay, just because you're going through problems, those problems don't define you. It's what you do with that is what defines you. And because um, I was, I, I told people when I was going through that stuff, I was like, I don't want to be labeled like a, like a druggie or I don't want to be labeled an addict, right. you know, all that stuff. And the thing is, is nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I'm going to start smoking crack today or hey, I'm going to start taking a bunch of pills. There's a pain that, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, there, there's like some sort of, yeah. there's some pain that they're trying to um, uh, diminish. And lots of times you do it through self-medication. I mean, how many people drink too much every day? There's a lot. You know, and I, and I see it on social media all the time. Hey, it's wine every night, wine, wine, wine. I'm like thinking, okay, three or four glasses of wine a night every night, like that's an issue. And and people need to be cognizant of that. It's like I don't want to I don't want to have my life be diminished and I don't want to look back and go, man, I can't get those years back. Because those four years that I was jacked, I would say the first three I was okay, but the last one I wasn't. And it's like, I wish I had that time back. And I don't ever want to be in that spot again to where I wish I had time back due to some maladaptive behavior or some or some way I process life that isn't healthy. And I went through a good counseling uh, session. I had this guy, I told you about him, that old police chief. And, um, you know, I was a bullshitter back when I was, when I was going through my issues because you want to lie about, it. you know, you just, you just lie, you just lie about it. You know what I mean? You just, you, oh, everything's yeah. fine. And you know, it's like you're lying to get through to the next day or the next, uh, the next prescription or whatever it may be. And I walked in there and, and I, and you know, I actually got a DUI when I was in California, I was on pills and it was, it was like Saturday afternoon. I was coming back from my friend Jason Sloan's house and I had one beer, but I, but that one beer that I had made me be, drive all funny, and I didn't, I didn't realize it. And I had a cop that pulled me over, and I got a DUI from it. And that was like really the tipping point of like, of like, okay, this doesn't, that, that doesn't happen if everything's going good in your life. You know, if you get a DUI, like, there's a problem. Um, you shouldn't be doing that. And so that was a great self check, and uh, you know, I just, I just want people to know that if they're going through stuff it's okay. Like talk to your friends and family and you'd be surprised how many people are willing to offer support. And you'd also be surprised how many people know what's going on. Like, you know, you, you, I, I think a lot of people kid themselves and are thinking like, Hey, I've got all of my demons like in the closet and no one knows about them. That's not, that's not true. And especially when you're not in the, the right state of mind, like I was, you know? So it, mm-hmm. well, go ahead. No, I just, I, I, I was just agreeing with you. And, and I, I guess like, again, taking it back, taking it to your present circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really do see a thread between the challenge that you've had in the past and the process you went through to get out of it. And, and so now here I am and, and here, are, here we are, the, the audience observing you go through a challenge you're you you've got these back issues mm-hmm. you had these plans to to do x y and z but the the, the back issue is it is is throwing this all the shit right and yeah. so you know if i if i went through that in my prior life you know the the, the reaction 
that I would have had would have been more destructive than the actual event. Right. Mm -hmm. But here I am. I, here we are watching you. So you're going through this, this, this pain and not only is it physical pain, but there's gotta be some emotional pain where like, Oh gosh, I had these plans Mm -hmm. and now I've got to change them again. And this frustration, but there's almost like this fluid, fluid response where you, you, you are are able to check yourself in what really is and what really isn't. Yeah. Like, okay, so you you you've got a setback. You've got you've got your support network that you get to turn to, and whether that I, I hope that I'm considered part of that support network. Oh, but I know you've got your yeah. your family as well. Hundred percent. You get to talk about these things, and then whether whether they're coming from you or elsewhere, it doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. Solutions are starting to percolate up and you get to come up with a new vision. And, and from, from my perspective, I mean, that's, that, that's what's winning is all about. And that's like, whether, whether any of these new visions for you mm-hmm. um, actually come to fruition. And I think they will in, in some form or another, but, for me, observing you and the example that you're setting, the winning is actually is actually taking taking on this challenge, experiencing the challenge that you are, and you you're 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 not being a victim to it, right? You're yeah. you're just reacting to it in a way that you've, you've learned how to react to challenges in a healthy way. Yeah. And, and that's, that's fucking winning right there. Uh, I totally agree. And, and, you know, and like you said, um, you know, in the previous, before I had these, these issues, like when, when I had the course correction in my life, you know, I, I would think like, Oh my gosh, if I lost my job, my, my life would be over. Well, it's not, I mean, that's not reality, you know? And, and, uh, I think that living like I have over the last three and a half years in my truck and just going, and all these different areas, it forced me to be more flexible in life and forced me to say like, okay, well, that's not working. I need to go, I need to go in this direction. And it's like, literally like you just choose a different road to go down. And it's like figuratively and literally like, that's the way I live my life now. And it's, it's a really freeing place to be in because I don't let those issues dominate my mind or dictate how my future is going to go. It's like, I realize that I'm in control of my future. And I think that the the combination of living like this and being mobile and having the freedom associated with truck camping, and then also the inspiration that I derive from the backcountry, it's like all these incredible things have come my way that I never thought about. You know, like like just recently being able to work with Merrill on a, in the wilderness area, and they're going to launch a new uh, new product around. They got they got a new boot that they're going to launch next year based on this. I would have never anticipated that to happen ever. I, if you would have ever guessed, if you said Brian, you think that'll ever happen, I'd say 100% no. But it's like, you know, you follow your heart and you you open yourself up and you really work on yourself to where, at least in my situation, I worked on myself to where it's like, okay, I want to get in a healthy mind, mind, you know, space in my head. And then I want to live life with intent and purpose. And I want to live it pure. I don't want to live it in an altered state of mind. It's like all these things just started to unfold. It's like life started to unfold the way that I've always hoped that it, that it would. And... I always told myself too, like like I was mentioning in, um, previously, that I, I didn't want any of my um, challenges with the pills or the 
you know, the anxiety or the mental lapses that I had. I didn't want that to define me. I used that as a tool to reshape my future and reshape my perspective. And it's been a, it's been a long process. I mean, heck, like I said, that's, that was in 2010. It's 2018. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And I, and of course you, when you're going through that situation, you wish it would happen overnight, but that's not reality. And I think the, the time that it took to get to where I'm at now just makes me that more appreciative of the struggle. Because without that struggle, I would have never gone in this direction. I would have never, I would have never met you. I would have never met a lot of the friends that I have now, who I who I consider to be super solid people. I mean, you're you're one of the best guys I know. Um, other people that I've met that live the mobile life, it's like they're living with purpose and they're living with intent. They're not like, oh, I'm a salesperson. Like that was my thing. Oh, I'm a salesperson. I do this. I do that. Who cares? You know, I mean, like that's great if it's if if you're passionate about it. But I wasn't, so it didn't had it. It really had no meaning to me. And so yeah. now it's like my life, it's like, I love truck camping. I love talking about it. I love talking about nature. I love talking about conservation. All these things that I never in a million years thought I would get into, I'm into and I love it. And it's all from having that course correction from a huge challenge that I experienced. And, um, yeah, I, I just hope. Yeah, I'm- that's, that's awesome. Brian. And I, I'm going to, I, I know we're, we're probably at the, uh, we're getting close. Yeah. The, somewhat the, the limit. Yeah. But I, I'm going to like, so. So I'll, I'll wrap this up, but here, here's what, and I'm going to bring it, tie it back into my, my beginning call to action for our audience is I, I am interested in hearing, you know, what people want out of this podcast, but what, what we're talking about today is, is really what I see this podcast about. And that's what, here's my thesis. Here's my hypothesis is that everybody who does awesome shit out there. Mm-hmm. My hypothesis is is that it's likely somewhere in their past, either recent or further back, they had a challenge mm-hmm. where, for lack of a better of a better phrase, they their life shit to bed. Yep, and they 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 got the support that they needed, and and there are those outliers out there, right? Mm-hmm. Who who naturally hit that challenge and were able to spring out of it. But I think the common person runs into that challenge, their life falls apart and they got the support that they need and they recalibrated. They got a new set of processes to handle life. And, and maybe, maybe they slingshotted into a totally new different way of life. Maybe they just have, different exercises that they do, but mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing I think is going to be really interesting to explore in this podcast as we go about in our own lives and experiencing challenges. Mm-hmm. What, how do we handle struggle? How do we handle failure? And, and maybe it's like, you know, people say like, Oh, don't use the word failure. It's yeah. only happy if you're not mistakes fa- or whatever, but yeah, but it's, you know, like he, here I am watching you go through yet another stre- struggle and you're coming up with all these new solutions. And um, that, I think, is a really important thing. For me, that's worth exploring mm-hmm. with every person. Yeah. And, and yeah, I love watching the, the ultra performers and, like, you know, essentially your He-Man or, you know, whatever. But, I'm frankly, I think, you know, the Tim Ferrisses and the Joe Rogans are already – extracting what those people are doing and how they're doing it. And God yeah. bless them. I'm going to listen to them. Yep. But I think I, I really feel like we've got something to explore with 
You know, what, what are the, what are the rest of us doing, mm-hmm. you know, as we confront these challenges and I'm definitely interested in those unconventional ways that people are now engaging life as opposed to the more traditional, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get the job and mm-hmm. I'm going to have the family and I'm going to get the mortgage and then 401k. And like, if that's your thing, great. But I'm also really interested in learning and engaging more with those who have slingshot out of that into a different realm and what, you know, how their pain, their past pain Mm -hmm. is showing the solution for them today. Yeah. It's like their fuel for their new course correction, you know, and that's, that's what, that's what I look at it as. I look back at the person that was lost back in 2010 and it happened from, it started happening in 2007 and it ended in 2010. And I think like, I don't ever want to go back there. You know, and that's that's fuel for me to live purpose, to live a purposeful life and a life of intent. And it just so happens that I that I just absolutely love being outside every second of every day. And so it's like I draw inspiration from that. And it's it's like I said, I never thought my life would go in this direction, but I I couldn't be happier with it. Right on. Well, I well I appreciate you 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 being so open and honest this session, Brian. And I uh, I'll return the favor. I <laughs> promise you get to interview me and. You can uh, you can become Doctor Freud yourself by okay. me. Um, <laughs> okay, sounds to, good, man. To, yeah, to everybody out there, please uh, please send the feedback on um, on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks to Brian, and uh, we'll we'll see you all the next time. Yeah, yeah, thanks, and everybody. If you just want to if you want to message me directly with any comments or questions, it's Brian at Colorado Backcountry Adventures dot com. So. All right, and Craig. You can, you can send send Craig any any messages to that too. Yeah. And, uh, right on, Brian. All well, right, buddy. Uh, make get that back feeling better. But uh, either way, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about your next adventures. Cool, man. I'll talk to you later, man. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like I said, if you got any questions for for myself or for Craig. Or for the both of us, just shoot me an email, brian at coloradobackcountryadventures.com. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, all those troubles that I went through and all that stuff, it gives it gave me great perspective on life. And one of the things I want to tell you is, is that you are never down and out unless you allow yourself to be. So just believe in yourself, even if you're going through tough times. Um, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. Reach out to your friends and family, to those who are close to you. You'd be surprised how many people will help out and that, that want to help out. And uh, if you need some inspiration, make sure to go outdoors because that's what I did. And that just that just spoke to my soul and got me back on track. So hope everybody's having a good start to your week and uh, catch up with you soon. Take care.